0: Hello, sweltering summer fans. It's nice and cool here in the cupping room at World Cup Coffee and Tea, Northwest 18th and Gleason. I'm Tom D'Antoni, your genial host. You know, music today is so diverse, it's hard to tell what kind is more popular than another. Used to be rock, used to be indie, but today, due to the soul music revival of the past few years, you can find just as much funky music as you can any other kind. One of the leaders in that category is here with me. It's keyboardist, singer, composer, Steve Watkins. I have just learned that I should call him Steve, and so I will. He's been very busy with his own band, Swatkins and the Positive Agenda, with lots of gigs with others local and national. He just got back from playing with the great George Porter Jr. Uh, his partner is Maria Massa, and they share in each other's careers. He's busy. He's also genial. There he is. here at, at uh, World Cup Coffee and Tea, Northwest 18th and Gleason, our home for the Coffee Shop Conversations. I, 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 don't, I, I, ha, I don't... I have to say that, but I like to say that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> we like everybody here. It's a good deal. Well, it's, it's good to Coffee's around. good. It feels and, real good. Yeah. yeah. Um, And because this room is bouncy. It's bouncy. Yeah, yeah. So it's very close? bouncy. This is not like... BBC studios you know what i'm saying with the, no, not the, the close uh, NPR even, voice even even though the, the ceiling is a little crooked that doesn't really make up for the fact that we have a wall full of windows
1: here Re- reflective yes <laughs> yes sir
0: <laughs> so um uh so, well, just before we started, um, I, I did ask you about
1: your name. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so my my government name yeah. is, is Steve Watkins. Oh, okay. Stephen Watkins. Okay. Yeah. All right. And it's been I've that's just big been, of you to reveal. I mean, it's, it's no thing. That's <laughs> it's like people who are close to me. They call me Stevie. Yeah. Steve. Okay. Um, but for a long time, it's just been Steve Watkins. Has been. Mm-hmm. condensed to Swatkins, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, and So yeah. that's kind of been, like, the professional gnome uh-huh. de bloom. And Steve Lund to honor Stevie Wonder? Exactly. Gotcha, Yeah, gotcha. yeah. Gotcha. to shout yeah. out the, yeah. the big Stevie. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Why, well, I bet you picked Tyrone Hendricks' brain
1: after, oh my gosh. after he played with Stevie. Yeah, I mean, he came, <laughs> back, he came back, and he kind of put his arm around me and was like, Steve Lund, I've drank from the same Sprite. As Stevie Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> yeah, we got we got the chance to open for Stevie twice actually. Really? Um, with the Alan Stone band. Yeah, we did wow. um, his thing in Hyde Park last uh-huh. summer. Yeah. Uh-huh. Where it was just like 80,000 people and you know wow. and Charlie Wilson and yeah. just everybody was yeah. there and yeah. Stevie like did yeah. the whole Songs in the Key of Life with the or- orchestra oh my god Greg Filling gains and like the-, the whole deal it was wow. amazing wow yeah we played with them in, uh, in France a couple of years ago too um, really? Just like yeah, yeah just being like yeah. that close to the guy, like yeah. the the source, yeah, yeah, of like soul music, yeah. right? Man, that's great. It was amazing. Speaking
0: of which, I I just I saw on Facebook that you could, just got back from playing with George Porter Jr. Yes, man.
1: Yeah. Whoa. Spe- yeah, like maybe like the the like chief ambassador of new orleans funk and yeah. soul music and
0: like when i first
1: when i first started playing music with yeah. my friends in middle uh, school like, when yeah. we first started like our first bands we were learning meter songs you course, know yeah yeah and so yeah, here yeah. i am now i'm like you know I've been i've been <laughs> full time with music for for almost a decade and george porter's looking over me and just being like you know that works, but you could play that differently. I was like, oh, "Tell me, George. Like, what, what do you, you need, said man?" That? Like, really? Yeah. It's wow. like We are playing like Hey Pocky Way, right? Uh-huh. uh-huh. He like stops the whole band. He's like, Piano not hey, Show me, show me what you're doing." There. I was like, "Oh my god." Oh man. So I'm like, G-g-g-g-g-g-g. like playing the piano intro to Hey Pocky Way. Yeah. He kind of was like nods his head. He's like, "That works, but you could do it like this." You know. it kind of like shows me. <laughs> Shows me, like, the right way to do it. Really? Which is crazy, yeah. Wow. We did, I had a similar experience with Leo from the meters, Leo Mussentelli. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. We backed him up, and he was doing kind of, like, the Chuck Berry thing, where he rolls into town. Yeah. Hires right. the locals to be his band, right? right. Yeah. And then just, like, mean mugs them because we're not playing right. the songs, right? <laughs> so he's just, like, he, you know, every every tune, he's just like, that's not how you play Sissy Strut. Oh, geez. <laughs> That's not how you do it. Well, he thinks
0: he's John McLaughlin now, <laughs> you know? I mean, he, he yeah.
1: plays, like, 80 million notes. Yeah. He does. He, yeah, it's he kinda, weird. He kind of turns. He kind of turns shredder. You know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah which is the c- complete opposite. It's not, of, not what, of what he used to be. Of when he was a teenager and making those iconic recordings. Yeah. yeah totally.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird.
1: That's so, funny, man. W-
0: what, what was the occasion of playing with uh, uh, uh,
1: George Porter Junior? There's a festival. There's like yeah. a series of festivals called Wanderlust, uh-huh. which is like a yoga music, like kind of. You know, they do one in Hawaii. We did that one last year. Uh Uh, They do one in California. The one that we did was in Tahoe, right? So we're up Uh at this, like, ski resort, basically. Uh And there's, like, Uh a bunch of very fit people doing yoga. Oh, man. And then this super band um, that (laughs) they figured rather than, like, book a whole string of separate groups and like have to pay each of them their fee right they're like we can just do a super band mm-hmm. and kind of like put together this like crew and so it was it was eric Krasno who was mm-hmm. the band leader yeah soul live and let us yeah and then he brought along george porter jr yeah. robert randolph wow uh lewis cato on drums one yeah. of my favorite guys yeah. uh alan stone and me from mm-hmm. from al's project and yeah and so then we would just kind of play you know kind of we would just call tunes you know so it was just like <laughs> hey you guys know whipping posts all right let's do whipping you know like here we go
0: <laughs> i had um oh god i can't remember his name oh my it just his name fell out of um the great the great irish fiddler um who i had in here oh fuck i know he'll it, come to me
1: okay
0: he has a uh, he has a fiddle and, and guitar album out uh, with Whipping Post. Oh, on nice! It.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right, but that's great. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is I don't think there's a genre that has not, that, that somebody hasn't recorded Whipping Post in.
1: Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. Probably I think it's a bluegrass. Made, I think it's made the rounds, yeah. I'm sure
0: there's a bluegrass because there's, there's a bluegrass band who's recorded a lot of a lot of rock songs, and I'm sure that's one of them. You yeah. Know. Well, I mean, even you know David
1: Lee Roth like went yeah. and did a bluegrass, yes. friend, you know, running yes. with the yes. devil. So. <laughs> <laughs> um
0: so um you, you've been you have been you've been touring a lot this summer
1: yeah it's been um it's been interesting uh kind of this year is shaped up slightly differently normally yeah. i get terrified Around January or February, that uh-huh. um, you know, uh, there's no work, right. there's no money, right. everyone's serotonin deficient post-holidays, yes. yes. And I'm questioning my life of and course, my choices naturally. And then everything gets very busy in the, yeah. the summer, and then I'm like, oh, I'm flush with work, and here we go. This year it was slightly different in that, like, I just came out hard charging. There was just gigs and work immediately. Mm -hmm. this whole year and now I'm in the middle of the summer and I'm looking back and it's like where did 2018 go Um, but it's nice I'm actually in Portland now we get to have this conversation here which is great Um, and it's been the summer has been kind of more like festival dates and one off so I'll fly out Uh, do like Thursday Friday Saturday uh come back Sunday and then I get to spend time with my girlfriend and be around home and still take local gigs and Uh uh um, stuff won't get really busy like like leave town you know and go connect all the dots on the bus until october with allen stone we got like a 45 city tour wow so we'll go from october 1st until christmas we're gonna be out damn yeah where are you going like uh, north america you know so just like yeah (laughs) coast to coast (laughs) we're gonna get in the bus and just just kind of go just crush miles Wow, does he have a bus? Who has a bus? I mean, we rent the bus. We rent the bus. We rent the bus. Gotcha. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I mean, it wouldn't be, you know, it wouldn't be the first time.
1: No, that somebody actually. I think those things are expensive. If yeah. You get like a Prevo yeah. or something. Yeah. Like that's yeah, yeah. that's a pretty penny.
0: <clears throat> I remember, I was I had I had an interview with uh, um, um, Albert King. Oh yeah and dude my, one of my favorites oh he was yeah yeah and he was so mean to the band anyway <laughs> but anyway so he finished the gig and I talked I, I, I talked to him on the bus on his bus and it was a vintage bus yeah yeah it had well been a loved. greyhound you know yeah and, and and the band takes off and it was just him in the bus and he drove the bus yeah
1: that's hilarious yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i love that man
0: that's i know and i mean i know it's i know it's like a it sounds like an apocryphal story yeah, but yeah. it was true
1: that's hilarious <laughs> I, I
0: remember man he his hands were like giant pillows yeah yeah massive hands yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: but they were soft you know it's good to just get that, like, that butterfly vibrato, yeah, you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I remember he told a story about uh, playing a gig with him. No, it was a dinner. Him and the Rolling Stones and the Queen of England. Oh, my God. And and he told a story on himself that, you know, right, it was a good dinner, and he was full, and he gave out a big, big belch, and everybody applauded. He told that story on himself. <laughs>
1: Like proudly. Yes. You know. That's amazing.
0: Yeah, can you just can you just visualize Albert King with a big belch?
1: Yeah, just like seating at the table with like yes. you know, with Keith Richards like kind of nodding yeah. off in his yeah. soup, and the Queen of England like I'm picturing him with like a roughed collar, you know. And then Albert King just burps. Right. So like- oh man. <laughs> So
0: how, how are you on a road? Are, are you is, is 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 the road good for you? Or, or, or I feel
1: like I feel like I'm fairly well adapted. Uh-huh. Um, I've got I've kind of like tried to focus my energies into you know taking good enough care of myself mm-hmm. that then I have like strength and attention to invest in my bandmates uh-huh. and the, and the crew especially. It's like when you're on the road. Uh-huh you need to respect the crew. You need to take care of the crew. It's sure. like they're they're the guys who are, they, sh- they show up first and mm-hmm. they leave last, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, and it's like mm-hmm. we like dance monkey dance on stage, <laughs> yeah. wiggle our fingers around <laughs> yeah. and sweat through our clothes, but it's just right. like, it's not real work, you know? Yeah, right. Like our job is to take care of ourselves mm-hmm. so that we have the strength to take care of our environment. Because mm-hmm. that's like, mm-hmm. on the bus, it's like, even if it's a nice bus, even if it's not Albert King's Greyhound, <laughs> it's, it's still so it's still just like a metal tube. Yeah. And yeah. regardless of whether or not you're getting along with everybody, you're gonna be <laughs> up in each other's face every day. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. And so it's like yeah. it's important to I think to get out of your own
0: uh-huh. like
1: self preservation mode that I think uh-huh. a lot of musicians find themselves in uh-huh. uh, on the road. Uh-huh. They just like, Hey, I just I need to I need to have my routine and this needs to be going a certain way for me to be able to perform my best. And mm-hmm. it's important to take care of yourself. You can't drink too much. You can't stay out late without consequences. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But if you've got the bases covered, <clears throat> you need to take care of your people. Yeah. You know, you need to invest yeah. in your, in your crew. Yeah. And like, that's your touring party. Yeah. That's all you got. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're rolling through Detroit, you're rolling through, you don't know what city you're in. It's like, those are, those are your people. Like you need to take care of them. Yeah. And that's like, I, I find that if, if I have the strength to do that, every, it's like a raise all ships deal. Just everyone, Uh everyone's spirit gets more buoyant.
0: Huh. That's great. I was talking to um, uh, Esperanza Spaulding one time, mm-hmm. and she said, and I was—I wasn't—I guess I, I wasn't surprised, but I was pleased to hear that one of her favorite. Um, people to go on the road with was Renato Caranto. Oh, Renato's amazing! Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, imagine getting to pal around with that guy. Yeah, you know? it's yeah, just like You'd yeah, yeah. be a laugh a minute. Yeah, because he he doesn't he doesn't give enough. like he doesn't care. Like Renato is Renato everywhere that he goes. Yeah. You know, so it's great. Yeah.
0: So that's three months on the road.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Man, that's about as that's about as long. As I think I've ever done in like in one go. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Wow. Well, good luck. Yeah. Pray for me. Pray yeah, for Stevie. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> so tell me about your band.
1: Yeah. So, so the band is called the positive agenda.
0: Okay. First of all. Yeah. How can anybody be positive these days? Right. That's the. I mean, that's. I, you know, I. I that, that's the the, fir- the first question when when I see the, when I see your band and the, and the name of your band, I'm going like, how is this possible?
1: Yeah, and I mean, I think that's. I think you know, to loop back around to just like the concept of trying to take care of the people around you. Uh uh-huh. It's just like I. I'm not blind to the sort of desperate state of affairs like if you mm-hmm. if you're paying attention if you have a heart mm-hmm. and a brain mm-hmm. and you kind of like look around you there's a lot of invitations to the darkness like you're you're basically looking at the abyss like we're there we're, right. in, we're in that like off the map Correct. void yes. of like yeah. society, culture, right. humanity like wherever we are it's mm-hmm. like it's, mm-hmm. it's it looks pretty dire mm-hmm. um, but
0: and then here I mean, comes Steve.
1: Yeah, but I mean, what's what's a <laughs> rational response to that? Yeah, you know, right. is it to shut yourself off and to just <clears throat> give in to the void, mm-hmm. or is it to mm-hmm. like to find some beauty and celebrate that? Mm-hmm. Or is it to like mm-hmm. try to invest in other people's happiness? If you're if you're miserable, like what do you like? What are you gonna What are you gonna offer? I don't know. It's just like not yeah. that not that everyone needs to be joyful and positive as like a rule because that's, it's, that's fanciful, right? It's right, kind of ludicrous. Right, but right. I just think like as far as what music specifically has done for me and uh-huh. the people in my band, uh-huh. it's it's like without hyperbole, like it's saved our lives. Like music has yeah, music has done so much good for us mm-hmm. and we feel really, really strongly as like as a group, as a unit that like we want to share that As a tangible human thing, Mm -hmm. like not just like, oh, you had a good time at the show, Mm -hmm. oh, you like this song and and you danced and you had some beers and that's great. It's just like we want to we want to just like grab people by the lapels and shake them a little bit and just like, hey, man, like there's 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 good stuff available. You can access your joy. You can access the good parts of being a human. You
0: know who says a very similar thing? Music
1: helps. Who's that? Storm. Oh
0: yeah, Storm Large. Yeah, yeah. Except what, except what she says is, I want to take them and shake them, like like uh, uh, like like the
1: vulva in an orgasm. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let the walls quake. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, and that's like I, I feel like people are sort of along with the the constant barrage mm-hmm. of depressing things in the news. Yeah. The sort of like post-truth. Mm-hmm. place that we are politically yeah it's just like a lot of the times people are so blase they're they're just like they, they can't be impressed they can't see anything mm-hmm. that they can't poke holes in it's a very cynical yes it's a very cynical place to be but it's tough to be cynical when a performer is just like like there with you you know <clears throat> right it's like what, what else are you gonna do you sort of have to you have to suspend your disbelief you mm-hmm. have to suspend that cynicism mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: for as long as it takes to to just process what's happening you right. Know? right and that's like right. i mean the talk box is like one of those things right uh-huh. so so i play talk box in the band it's sort of it's it's sort of one of my gimmicks it's like a little signature yeah move yeah and, yeah. and, and you know what he, made you start using that roger troutman and zap oh you know uh-huh um, uh-huh. And uh, and and also like other electronic music, like using vocoder and stuff. Yeah. But the way that I use it with the synthesizer, it's it's more connected to the the Zap and Roger Troutman lineage uh-huh. of the instrument. Gotcha. And it's like, you know, for people who who want to connect it to something, it's like the Peter Frampton. Yes. Do you feel right. like right. I do? He's like singing right. his guitar is yeah. yeah. doing the talk box, and right. I do it with a keyboard synthesizer, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. people. They just it it almost hypnotizes people. It sort of commands attention in a way. Like you could be dancing, you're feeling the groove, you like the song, and then the weird, funky, distorted robot voice comes in (laughs) and it's just like it 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 breaks people out of their feeling of everything is rote. I've Mm -hmm. seen all this before. Mm -hmm. Mm I'm I will not be impressed, you know. (laughs) I'm gonna look at my phone and drink my drink and then go home. It's like no, it's like they it, it, it commands a certain level of of like wonder it's just like oh wait, what like what the hell is that thing you know yeah, yeah right yeah right and that's <laughs> that's a good that's that's like one of my one of my go-to ways to just that like rattle people's cage like break mm-hmm. them out of their uh-huh. routine their cynicism uh-huh. all that stuff uh-huh. yeah so how old did you say you were when you listened to the meters so I'm <laughs> probably like seventh grade you know wow so like 12 or 13 yeah. i imagine yeah yeah um yeah. my <laughs> my pops was a guitar player ah. kind of more in the like open cowboy chord strum a ding dong really? type of guitar player yeah huh? and i was like immediately i was like how do you solo you know like,
0: <laughs> 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 but was he a singer
1: yeah 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 he was um a huge Uh, hugely influenced by like Dylan and the band, like Ah. his, his favorite Uh is the band. Like Uh that's, that's Uh so we were listening to a bunch of that when I was growing up Yeah, and jazz and, Uh and, and blues and and all that stuff. But like his, his go-to was, was like music from big pink and the self title one and and that stuff. That's what he was listening to. Um, But when I first started in middle school, just like forming bands with my friends we would like, we would learn Sissy Strout. We learned Funky Miracle. We learned yeah. learn Pungy. Like all right. those, all those meter songs. Right. right. And, uh, you know, they had like the whatever, the Funkify Your Life anthology. Right. And I. Well, there's the talk box right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. Leo did it. And yeah. Leo did the talk yeah. box. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Funk yeah. up, Funkify your life. Right. Get right. on down. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, well,
0: you know what's great about that song? Other than the fact that it's a great song. It's got that line, you can be the funkiest
1: one in town. Yeah, isn't that great? It's like, I can? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Really? All you have to do is funkify your life, man. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's. I think it's easier for the New Orleans cats to speak unironically about the funk. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it's Just because yeah. it's, it's in it's in their blood. That's right. just like in the swamp right. down there. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know what 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 uh, song title? I, I I play this on the radio, and I and I tell people, if you say the name of this song you will be funky and there's nothing you can do about it and it's the Maceo Parker song Elephant Stepped on My the Foot. Elephant
1: Stepped on My Foot. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> if
0: you say that, you will be funky. Yeah. I don't care if, how unfunky you think you are or how, how unfunky you are. Yeah. If you say that, you will be funky.
1: You can't help it. There's right around the same time we were do, we were listening to the meter songs too. There was that live Maceo record. I think it's called Live from Planet uh, Groove. Oh yeah. You I, know that one? I
0: just played last week on the show. I played, yeah. I
1: played Shake Everything You Got. You Shake Everything You Got. Yeah. At
0: 16 minutes.
1: Yeah, we yeah we would wear that out we would we would wear that out there's um that one the meters tune
0: you remember when, when when, he he lets the drummer solo, and then he comes in with that solo. Oh, yeah.
1: my God. Yeah, yeah. I love that stuff, man. And we felt like, because we were so young, it's just like we felt like we were discovering that. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah. like, it's like yeah. oh, my God. Like, has anyone heard this? This is amazing, you know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what a great feeling, though. Yeah. You know? Because, um, you know, when I was that age, that was the dawn of rock and roll. Mm-hmm. You know, and and, uh, uh, and and I saw Jerry Lee Lewis on mm-hmm. TV, and I saw the Johnny Burnett Trio singing "Train Kept a Rollin." And I said, "Can white people do that?"
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is that can, is that really true? Can are they allowed to do that? Yeah, is that
1: that's I guess that's a thing. He's yeah. doing it. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: So, um, uh, so did 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 you did you did you gig with these with your with your friends? Yeah. So,
1: I mean, I was I was just obsessed with really with like bands and like the concept of being in a band like with your friends. And, and you so, were playing keyboards. I was actually playing bass. Like, really? When, yeah. When we first started out, I was wow. playing bass and. Um, oh, so you got to play
0: the George Porter like and exactly, and yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, the Fender P, man, the Fender P. But, um, but yeah, I was just like, it was that was just the most romantic, like, idyllic thing for me. It was just, it was just like, oh, you just you just form a group with your friends and you don't have to play it well but you have to play it like you mean it right and then everything's gonna be all right and so like (laughs) we would we would get booked as like 13 year olds at like local blues fests you know and so we would go and we would play like our allman brothers songs and like into covers right you know (laughs) what was the name of the band it was called Pipe Dreams. That's good. Unfortunately, yeah, somewhat unfortunate. Good. Yeah. Hey, listen, no, don't
0: be ashamed of that. When, when, when I, before I discovered that I was a terrible musician, I was I, I was in a folk duo with a black woman.
1: Wait, what did you play?
0: I uh, guitar, terribly. Oh, insane. yeah, cool. it was horrible. Hey, but we, it was a folk duo with a black woman, and we called ourselves Salt and Pepper Tweed. You want to be embarrassed about a band name? Yeah, there you go.
1: Thanks, you had to one up me there, Tom. It's good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> She was really good. I sucked, man. I sucked so bad. That's funny. Yeah.
1: Yeah, But we would just like, Mm -hmm. I mean, that was really, that was really it. I mean, I was still, you know, I I, had sort of incorporated the truism that there's like, there's no money in music, like, you know what I mean? It's just like, I didn't, I didn't really ever think that I would be Mm full-time musician. I just did it because I loved it and I thought that it would, it would always be there for me. And it turns out that it was there for me. In more significant ways that I think I was like willing to acknowledge yeah. or recognize at the time when, uh-huh. you know, it was just like you go and you jump through the hoops, you, you do well in schools, you can do, go to a good college and do well mm-hmm. in college and get a mm-hmm. good job. Mm-hmm. I sort of did that for long enough. Really? And then I like, you know, I, I went to Lewis and Clark law school. I got my JD. I passed the bar on my first try. Really? Yeah. And I was, wow. I was gigging the whole time. Right. And so like. The weekend comes, and I'm in the van with my boys, and we're driving to San Francisco for yeah. a gig that pays 100 bucks. Right. and I'm reading constitutional <laughs> law in the back of the van. <laughs> and my musician friends are looking at me, and it's just like, what the hell are you doing? And then I'd show up to school on yeah. Monday, yeah. and they'd just look at the bags under my eyes, and just like, dude, what the hell are you doing? Did you actually practice law? No. Uh, no uh, I I made it that was the last that was the last straw for me I like I did because I was gigging the whole time yeah I'd done my undergrad kind of tried to work wasn't Uh satisfied with work I was like maybe I'll go back to school I'll get my law degree yeah went and did that and then I was just like I'm not supposed to do this I think I'm supposed to play music (laughs) and then what what
0: (laughs) kind of law did you see yourself practicing
1: I mean I was really interested in in like copyright Uh and Uh you know like sort of Roughly, entertainment law. You yeah, know? like I yeah. loved like contracts and all the stuff that was related to uh-huh. to music. But I think the stuff that really turned me on the most in in school intellectually was like was like constitutional law and really? criminal procedure. Yeah, oh wow. man, I was just like so <clears throat> fired up for for like justice and how you could use how you could work within the confines of this very arcane purposefully obtuse system yeah. to actually help people, right? It's just like, uh-huh. anytime you need a lawyer, you're not having a good day. It's just like, by the time the person's like, shit, I should get a lawyer, yeah. it's like, they're all, I don't mean to like kick rocks at the thing. There but. is
0: you know, there is only one um, a professional musician who is a full-time lawyer that I know of in, in town. And that's that? Pilar French. Mm, okay she's a singer songwriter mm-hmm. and has been around for a long time made many records and yeah i and, know like jim
1: brumberg like you he was a lawyer too right like i never knew that i think he was is yeah. there right yeah <laughs> i can see that yeah
0: i can see that yeah but um i was but, on his yeah. i was on his podcast with his little girls oh yeah yeah that was fun cool they did one on hippies yeah so yeah uh, because <laughs> I, I i used to i was the publisher of the hippie paper in baltimore Okay. Yeah. So that was fun. That was fun to talk about that. The, the
1: like alternative press.
0: We didn't call it that. Yeah. We, it was. It was called the underground press. The at underground that time. press. Yeah, yeah. 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 In fact, there was a. Uh, I mean, that it, was really the name of
1: it. We called it the local rag.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, there was even a, there was even a news service called the Underground Press Syndicate. Okay. You know. Um, and uh, anyway, uh, so um, w- when did you when did you Pick up the. When did you start with 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 keyboards?
1: Um, It was probably like towards the end of high school. Ah. I I started hanging out. um, I started hanging out with people who had actually uh, had had formal training in Mm -hmm. music. Because I was still, I still am, just like an ear Mm -hmm. player. But when I started hanging out with people who had this formal training, Mm -hmm. I I realized that they all could do whatever instrument they played and then also had a little keys too. Yeah, so all the yeah. horn players were like, Oh, this guy's ripping on saxophone and he can comp through jazz standards. He just uh-huh. knows chords on the piano. Uh-huh. And it's just like, I want to do that, man. Like yeah, that yeah, looks yeah. like a lot of fun. And I, I started taking my lunches in high school to like the little practice room. Uh-huh. And I would just spend an hour a day just kind of chunking through like first position blues chords uh-huh. and like, w- like whatever a piano. Yeah. Just on the piano. Yeah. Um, and I got obsessed I just got obsessed with keyboards and there so you. I bought a, a, a Roland Juno a uh-huh. Roland Juno 106 which is like a uh-huh. old school synthesizer yeah. and I started bringing it to my bass gigs you know <laughs> and like and like I would want to play like synth bass yeah, and, like, yeah, and yeah. the band leader would be like kid like this isn't this isn't Parliament, man. Like, don't bring the synthesizer to your base gig. I was like, no, no, it's it's cool, you guys. Just wait until yeah. I'm going to yeah. dial it up. This is yeah. a real cool patch. And, and what's
0: wrong with Parliament anyway? Yeah, exactly. You you know. guys don't want to play Flashlight? What's hey, the matter really? with
1: you? Like, <laughs> but, I, but that was it. I was just obsessed. Yeah. Yeah. So went, like, big into Herbie Hancock and uh-huh. uh, Thrust. Uh-huh. You know, we would listen to that record. Yeah. We would wear yeah. that out. Secrets, Man Child. Right, um, right. I got obsessed with synthesizers, Fender Rhodes, uh-huh. Bernie ha- Worrell, Hammond Organ, Bernie. Yes. Bernie. Yeah, Bernie. There
0: wouldn't have been any funk. There wouldn't be P-funk.
1: No. If it wasn't for Bernie Worrell. No, Warrell. he he was I mean, I think I feel like George took advantage of a lot of the people that he well, played yeah. with, yeah, Bernie was one of those guys who he was so he was so just right there like those parts are unmistakably him right that's like that's not someone else telling him what to play that's bernie being bernie right you know right and then like he doesn't get any writing credit he's like you know." know. know just like
0: you know he made a jazz record not not too long before he
1: died yeah, he was yeah. living up in Bellingham uh-huh. actually. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, uh-huh. a friend of mine was I yeah. think was helping him record that. Yeah. That record. Yeah, it was, it was fun to listen to. He's yeah. a madman. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. a genius.
0: Yeah. So, um when, when did you stop bringing the bass
1: yeah <laughs> um i still i still get to field like a handful of bass gigs a year yeah, which really? is which is great because i don't have the stamina or endurance <laughs> to do more than that you know if i had to do it every night i would shred uh-huh. i would shred my my sissy keyboard playing fingers you know um but i still i still play the bass i still do it on like on uh like my own uh-huh. recordings at home when i'm just like uh-huh. You know, I play a little drums, a little guitar, yeah, and you know, yeah. so I'll yeah. kind of like do the the Prince D'Angelo thing and just kind of like put it all, put the rhythm track together myself, yeah. yeah. Um, but really, like it was, it was like college, I guess, like when really? I I started primarily doing keyboard gigs instead of bass. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. I because at that point I had amassed enough of a vintage keyboard collection that even though I wasn't that great of a player they're like oh this guy's got all the cool keyboards man we should have him on the gig (laughs) it's like the old it's funny they said that like in Van Halen like David Lee Roth got the gig because he owned a PA (laughs) so Eddie and Alex were like ah we should we should let this guy in the band man he's got his own PA you know (laughs) that's funny so I was in the like fake it till you make it category for a couple years but but yeah just like would really try to hang out with people who are way better than me, uh-huh. like and 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 purposefully put myself in situations where I felt over my head, you yeah. know. And then I was like, "Oh my god, I've got to, I've got to fight my way out of this paper bag here!" Like, here we go, <laughs> like start punching.
0: That's always it's, you know that's in in some ways it's the best way to learn. In some ways it isn't, yeah, because. <clears throat> It's a great way to learn if you succeed. Right. It's not a good way to learn if you fail. Right. That's the problem.
1: Yeah. You know? And I think it, I think it, a lot of people will hit sort of like a plateau or a rut. Yeah. And yeah. then that's, and that's kind of it. And they're demoralized right. and they don't right. want to push themselves beyond that. And they're just right. like, well, I guess I'm just going to sound like this forever yeah, right 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 yeah
0: no i mean i'm not saying that that failure is necessarily a bad thing because you know you learn a lot of times you learn more from failing failing thank, than thank you, from you for succeeding. saying that. that's yeah. actually, that's really it's nice, actually, yeah. but it, but sometimes you just suck
1: yeah you know what i'm saying yeah <laughs> like, take
0: me for instance you know well, i think you're doing all right Tom. I think well i mean right. when I, I mean playing music like, yeah yeah you know um <laughs> But then, um, I got thrown and getting thrown in is quite interesting. Yeah. Just quite an interesting. I, oh, yeah. I, got, I landed a gig at, a, at, a, at, a, at the PBS station in L.A. one time, and I did not know that, that was, that, that, how, how. How does this date me? I didn't know one tape format from another. First of all, they used tape. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not only that, they had film cameras. But like, but between, difference between two inch tape and or... and, and three quarter and like yeah, that. Yeah. So, and, and and they just. I, they just threw me in, I, and I, all of a sudden I was a producer reporter in Los Angeles. Yeah, you know.
1: Yeah. I'm just like, all right, everybody, here and, we go.
0: And I, I had I had some successes. I had made some really good pieces, and I fucked up a whole bunch of pieces. <laughs> no, I didn't really fuck them up, but they could have been much better. Mm-hmm. You know, what uh, you learned? Yeah, I did learn. Yeah. I did learn. There was, and I had a I had a, a great boss. Who um, I, she, I did a piece on James Cleveland, shot in his church and at his home, and shot incredible music on a Sunday morning. And it was an okay piece. It was all right, you know? And she looked at it and she just looked at me and said, listen, you know what? You can write your way out of anything. Hey. And the light went on. It yeah. was too late. It yeah, was too yeah. late for that piece. That piece was gone. <laughs>
1: but the but, epiphany was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. And, and I have I have taught that to every everybody who's ever worked for me since then because it's true. You can write your way out. And I think it's, and it's it's not. It's that way in almost every medium.
1: Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> yeah, I, it's especially apparent in like. You know any episodic television yeah. that we watch, where yeah. it's just like yeah. they hit the third or the fourth season, and it's just right. like right. they're out of ideas, but they're still yeah. writing. Right, right. And you can <laughs> like okay, you
0: can. You really can write your way out of anything. Yeah. Have, if if, 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 if uh, many times I've gone out, and shot a story, and 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 it was disappointing, you know. But okay, all right. Or. Or like in, a, in, a, in one of these things, and it hasn't happened very often in here, but it has happened over the years many times when I've had to interview people, like on the radio mm-hmm. and TV and stuff, and they're stiffs. And then you have to be the one inter- that's entertaining. That's tough, man. Well, well, it, 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 well, it isn't. It isn't. Yeah, it isn't so much if you if if you trust what you can do. You know,
1: sure.
0: you trust what you can do and know you're going to be interesting and funny and entertaining and you have to carry it. Sure. So then you do.
1: But there's a certain feeling like from like you're continually lobbing the ball over oh, to know. the other side. I know. I, like, know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Uh,
0: it's it's uh, you know, it's, it's really bad with that. Comedians never interview a comedian. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. They're not funny at all.
1: Is it just like they're like they're too just, self-conscious? They're to... just
0: they're boring. Yeah. Unless you tell them. And what I learned was you tell them that the beginning Listen. I don't care how serious you want to get but it, at the beginning of this be funny.
1: Yeah, just And then it just, sort of kicks in just to open
0: it up. And then yeah. and then, and then they're funny for a while. Hopefully that's all you get to use but anyway. <laughs> right. Um, how do you deal with people who are not who who you have to work with that aren't that talented? Oh man. I know. Isn't it it's, it's interesting. I mean, but you have you you've got you've got a gig and You've got to see it through. Yep. And you might like that person and respect that person. He might be the greatest guy in the world, but he, not, He's he not a doesn't player. have it. Doesn't yeah. have it,
1: you know? I mean, I I feel as though um, I, I, I'm actually going to reference my good friend, Tony Ozier. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Tony O. Green. Yes. Yeah. Uh, who really, like, around 2009, it was like right when I graduated law school. Yeah and decided that i didn't want to do that anymore i started going down to the calabash i
0: wrote the i wrote the oregonian piece on that yeah yeah i remember i remember actually yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and we would would do that was so much fun
1: we would do those jams every single week yes and had a guy cooking outside yep yeah yeah yeah. we would do barbecue outside (laughs) and just the whole deal and it was like it was really the atmosphere of everyone is welcome Mm -hmm. if you're if you're an ace trumpet player great if you're a like first time spoken word artist great like come on like we're gonna bring you on stage we're gonna bring you into this circle of confidence and we're gonna kind of hold your hand if we have to yeah but we're gonna teach you how to like how to get off of your island of self. Yeah. Gonna, hey, you're going to make eye contact while we're playing. Yeah. You're going to yeah. like listen, yeah. you listen for changes. It's not just right. like, listen for your turn to solo, but <laughs> you can listen to like play supportively. And like, right. That for me was so hugely like just really impactful to uh-huh. see to see these people who could play circles around anybody in town mm-hmm. sort of like come down to the level of a first time jammer mm-hmm. and just be like hey like here's some stuff that you should be paying attention to like other people you yeah. know? <laughs> and like so it's different in a gig context like mm-hmm. in a show performance context yeah. than in a jam obviously yeah. right. but I think that some of those same principles still hold true mm-hmm. there's like say it's you know Say it's the bass player and he's having trouble yeah figuring out what this one turnaround is. Mm-hmm. Like rather than like start shooting him dirty looks on stage, yes. <laughs> you just smile and you nod and you like you plunk down the left hand to yeah, show yeah, him yeah. like what's going on and yeah, and like yeah. hopefully he catches it next time around. Hopefully. But it's yeah. like one of my pet peeves, right? Is like in a performance situation where the performers sort of like they give away much of that like internal strife you know so they'll say just like oh like right. we really messed up the bridge there yeah. or like gosh yeah. I'm you know I'm so sick that like I'm I apologize for the quality of my voice or something it's like right for whom does that do any good right <laughs> like really for whom like for you yeah. like no for the audience no <laughs> come on yeah. just just smile and suck it up and do your best right <laughs> right right yeah <laughs> that's good Uh,
0: so who who is uh first of all how many pieces in in your band okay so
1: so the positive agenda yeah is uh it's the first call guys are tyrone Hendricks on drums all right andre zapata on bass Uh uh-huh Michael Elson on keys. He's everywhere. Yeah. 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 And, um, and usually Peter Knutson on guitar, uh-huh. sometimes AG Donaloya. Uh-huh. Um, and then I'll get my Does girlfriend he stop having kids yet. I think AG is done <laughs> with the kids. He's got five. I know. Already, I man. know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the eldest two are out of the house so I think I think he's he's got end game in sight you know (laughs) (laughs) he was on the road with us um, last weekend actually we drove out to Montana for some positive agenda gigs Uh and and AG is one of those guys on the road he's just like so positive Uh like so Uh effervescent he's just like you, you could have the worst show imaginable, and right. still look over and age. He's just like, I fucking love you guys. I know, I know, <laughs> I, know, I, know I know. He he was perfect for Live Warfield's first band. Oh yeah, dude, that band was crushing. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, and then so my girlfriend Maria Massa will sing uh-huh. with the Positive Agenda too, or we'll get uh-huh. Ariette award. Uh huh. Um, so it's usually um, it's usually like uh, four pieces uh-huh. plus the singers, and that's how we'll do it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's like a lot of, um, it's a lot of like sort of retro funk uh-huh. and soul. Like you know, we'll we'll do stuff that people recognize, but we'll kind of flip it. You know, we'll, we'll sort of remix it and do it uh-huh. different enough that it doesn't just sound like the wedding like band a cover version. Band. Of yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like what, for instance? Like, um, say the Gap Band tune "Outstanding." Oh yeah. People have heard that. Right. To death. Right. right. But it's like we'll do it like a particular way and yeah. like with the talk box for flavor right, right.
0: kind of you know right. tyrone
1: comes up with his own signature uh-huh. drum beat for it and uh-huh. all of a sudden it's like people can still sing along to it but it doesn't sound like the same song <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah that they're used to i found in djing in clubs playing playing uh, vintage vintage soul and funk mm-hmm. that it's not Mustang Sally anymore.
1: Right, right. It's Love Roller Coaster. <laughs> that's funny. From Wilson Pickett yeah. up to, like, disco era. Right. Yeah, that's funny. Well,
0: I don't consider a Love Roller Coaster disco. Well, it's from that era, though, right? Yeah just it, it's it's, just it's on the cusp
1: just before it's just on the cusp yeah.
0: you know if you listen the drummer's not doing the, not doing the hi-hat the <laughs> yeah and nobody dies in that by the way that's that's a that's yeah. that's an apocryphal story and there's a scream and the band never denied it because it was it was a good story, yeah, right? Right. they just kind and of enrolled. Until rolled with you know yeah. until thirty years thirty years later everyone says, No, nobody's really died. It was yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> just the end it was the end, somebody in the studio yelling, you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean there's there's some tunes there's some tunes that I think everybody is sick of. There's some tunes I think everyone's ready to like no longer hear cover versions of, you know? I would put I would put superstition in there. Yeah, as iconic a tune as it is, it's just like maybe the like ultimate like yeah. funk kind of yeah. early seventies funk yeah. tune. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. just like we can put we can put that song away. We don't have to play that song anymore.
0: Well, a, a band like yours doesn't have to play it. Yeah. but you know what? I, <laughs> I, 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 I sometimes I'll play a song like that on the radio, and I will go, "This is the Yogi Berra," because this this is, this is for Yogi Berra because he once said. You, at restaurants, you, 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 uh, nobody goes to that restaurant anymore. It's too popular.
1: Right, right, yeah. <laughs> or it's like the the Groucho Marx. Like, oh, well, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't be a member yeah, of any club yeah. who would have me as a member.
0: But yeah, uh, yeah I, you know, it's, uh, I, I, I can see that as, as far as a band like yours is. But as far as the original, I mean,
1: oh, the original's great. The, original's the, original's great. Still, the original still yeah, is yeah. The original
0: works, but I can, I can see easily see how you wouldn't want to like beat it to death. Yeah, It's, like it's, it's <laughs> enough. Just let it be. Just yes. let it be. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So how do you manage uh, with two musicians in the family? Oh my gosh. Well, I was, I've i always wanted to, I'm, I'm going to try to get Tucker Martin in here.
1: Yeah, oh, I, Tucker's I, I, great. I,
0: I would like to ask that same thing about him and, yeah. and
1: Laura Veers. Yeah, I mean with with Maria and uh-huh. I it's it's the sort of thing where you know we're we've been together for five years. Mm-hmm. We're still very much in love, very committed to each other. Yeah, we just know that there's going to be times where like we're not we're we're going to be physically absent. Right, it's like she's touring,
0: uh-huh.
1: and like I'll play in her project when uh-huh. I'm available. She'll play in my project when she's available. We'll yeah. both go and play with Alan Stone or uh-huh. whoever else. Like when the time is right, yeah, and like and we we love that but it's also just like in the course of doing conducting our own affairs it's right. like we need to we need to be apart from each other yeah and so it's like there's there's a couple of things that we do like if it if it goes too long without seeing each other we'll just bite the bullet and buy a flight for the one to come and be with the other yeah. it's just like hey it's like yeah. Just just suck it up. It's just a couple hundred bucks. Just right. put put yourself on a flight and get to your partner. Right. Like go be around that person that you yeah. love. Yeah. Um and it's it's hard. Like I don't want to pretend like it's it's easy. We do, we do have to actively work mm-hmm. on a relationship. But there are some things that like I think having another creative professional musician yeah. as a partner, like just you can sort of You can lean on the fact alone that they understand. Right, a lot of emotional shorthand. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's just just like you don't have to you don't have to extrapolate Mm -hmm. the reason why you feel the way you do about music because you know the other person feels largely the same way. Right. Yeah. For sure. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we still have like we have roommates. Um, Mm -hmm. We both live like pretty humble existences like Mm -hmm. we're not like living beyond our means we're not running up credit card debt it's like we're both musicians right so it's just like we live pretty close to the ground yeah and that works that works for us i think if we were if we were stretched financially yeah if we you know it would be tough it would be tougher to maintain but like we just keep it super honest we just live Mm -hmm. really Mm -hmm. simply Mm -hmm. well good for you (laughs) Yeah, thanks, Tom. Yeah.
0: No, I mean it. I, I wasn't being facetious. I actually mean it.
1: <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, it's like, yeah, like, oh, great, Steve. Yeah. No, you're doing,
0: yeah. no, 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 no. I can be the most facetious facetious person on earth. At that moment, I was not you're being sincere. facetious. No, okay? I, I, I appreciate. It. I'm just making a joke,
1: man. That's funny. Yeah, but Maria's Maria's thing is like, I really want to root for her. You know uh-huh. what I mean? It's like I think. I've dated some other musicians in the past, and yeah. there's occasionally been some contentious elements where it's just like, if this person is pushing very hard for their own project, yeah. then they almost begrudge you pushing hard right. for your project. And and with me and Maria, it's just like, I believe in her so strongly. Like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. like it, it feels good to root for her. There's nothing like that's detracted from our union or my own thing from her like really pushing for her thing because it's it's excellent like her her record that just came out is like Mm -hmm. it's immaculate it's like a really 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 good record it's like I want that to do everything that it's going to do I want Mm -hmm. her to tour yeah under her own name. I want, and it's like we've been sharing band members too. So, really? like, Peter and Andre will play uh-huh. with The Mood, Moss uh-huh. and The Mood, uh-huh. and then they'll all come over and play with Swatkins and The Positive Agenda. And nice. so it's like we get to That's great. sort of throw each other work. That's and really nice. Just keep the same group of people yeah. busy and yeah. employed, which feels yeah. good too. Wow. Part of that thing, like, my old band, Excellent Gentlemen, was a lot of guys that I grew up with in upstate New York, and we moved out to Portland, Oregon decided to play neo-soul music even though nobody was asking for us to do that. (laughs) Wasn't
0: Adam McIsaac in that band?
1: He was in International Mail.
0: Oh, International Mail. Okay. We would would
1: do shows at Jimmy Max together with those guys. Adam and Johnny McIsaac. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, But, you know, at at a certain point it's just like you sort of figure out who best compliments your yeah your music and who you want to right. work with and right. so it's like one of the great joys of being a band leader is to throw work to your friends sure. the people that you believe in it's just oh, like yeah. hey like yeah i right. want you on this gig because you sound good and i want to get you paid yeah and i want to just pal around in the van right and go eat junk food with you because yeah. it's fun to do right. and we we, <laughs> we have some laughs together you know yeah yeah
0: that's great awesome
1: yes sir Sounds
0: like, I'm glad you're having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean. Yeah, it, uh, hasn't,
1: it hasn't beaten me down yet. Yeah. No, apparently not. Yeah, yeah. Apparently not. No, it's going to probably take a lot to beat no, you down. No, it's like, and I, I appreciate your. Your, your opening query about like how can anyone be positive in this like what, your band's the positive agenda? What is wrong with you, sir? Well, <laughs> did it really sound like that?
0: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I mean, that's what I'm I was abelishing. thinking. I'm that, that's, that's what I was yeah. thinking, yeah. but you know, it's <laughs> true. <laughs> I mean, I watch too much news. Yeah, uh, you no, know, it's uh,
1: yeah. I'm, I'm saying again, yeah, it's just yeah, like if yeah. you're paying attention, right? It's 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 grim it's grim for sure well but we have each other and we're here yeah and yeah. music helps music helps you know yep <laughs>
0: it does yeah. it does really you know um, And it's, it's funny um, I don't know if uh, tell me if, you, if, if it's like it for you does it help more when you're playing, like after you playing, the feeling you got uh, to 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 counter the gloom, or when you're listening at home or in
1: the car, mm. that's a good. That's a good. I tell you, I'll
0: tell you why. Yeah.
1: Okay. Because
0: when I'm playing music on the radio, and I come out of there feeling clean. Yeah. You know,
1: like you just you just got. Yeah, you just got your yayas out. Right. You just got right. your process out. Yeah.
0: Right, right. But I don't, I don't really feel that way. Hardly uh, any at any other time.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think it's. I think for me, um, the listening process uh-huh. has been somewhat compromised because, like, the more the more work I get as like a producer, right, or like in a professional capacity, right. I find it hard to turn off that part of my brain well, when, I'm, when I'm yeah. listening critically. Yeah, it's hard. So a lot of the times it ends up being, you know, I'll get that feeling if I'm listening <laughs> to something that I've already heard a mm-hmm. hundred times mm-hmm. and it's just mm-hmm. familiar and warm and yeah. nostalgic and I'm not going hypercritical like, oh, the hi-hat needs to be louder. <laughs> right. Oh, I can't believe they mixed <laughs> the bass that way. You know, I, and know. I, I know, and like, I know. Or if I'm watching a band and I'm like, yeah. and I just am thinking about how I would do it if I was up on stage, you know, to to be able to turn off that yeah. professional yeah. critical brain, right. yeah. but when I'm performing, man, I mean that's, that's like right, like that's as close to invincible as I can get. Like no yes. one's gonna no one's gonna come up to me right on stage mid-performance yeah. and be like, hey, like you should have played that scale differently, man. You know, it's just like no, it's like I get to do it the way that I feel it, uh-huh. you know. And I'm surrounded uh-huh. by people that I love and I trust, and we're in this together. And it's like right. there, there could be. There could be seven people in the audience, or there could mm-hmm. be seven thousand. It just like feels right. safe. Yeah, it feels like yeah. like uh, no one's gonna mess with me. Right. While we're doing, we're fulfilling yeah. our purpose. Like mm-hmm. we're doing our like mm-hmm. best human mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. But here yeah. we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, thanks.
1: Hey man, thank thanks you, for Tom. coming in. This yeah, is really terrific. You. Yeah, really nice. Yeah, it's great to talk with you. <laughs> All right, yeah.
0: and we'll play something of yours uh, on the way out, but that we don't know what good. it is yet because we haven't talked about it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Tom D'Antoni. Antonio. All right.